Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 59 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Tuesday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines today and share the value that we found across today's slates with you guys, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on, whether it be on YouTube or the audio recorded version on your favorite podcasting directory. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single one of our episodes. Make sure you turn on the notifications as well if you're on YouTube so you don't miss anything there and you're always up to date. In addition, if you could be so kind, go ahead and hit that like button as well. Leave us a comment, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only allows us to continue making Talking the Line Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. It's the first link tree, or the first link there, rather. Uh, within that link tree, you will locate all of the TTL Cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Beautiful gambling people joining us on today's episode. First and foremost, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to come and kick it with me and my partner. Without further ado, it's time to bring in that aforementioned partner, the co-host of the TTL pod, a man who I am very grateful to call my one of my best friends. I can't leave a few of you guys out there just in case you're watching. But also a man that I lock arm in arm with every single day and go to battle with the books. I would not want to have any other man by my side in this journey. And without further ado, let me bring him on in for you guys so he can share some knowledge with you. The man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley R. Max Magnuson. Partner. 
How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing pretty damn great. That was uh, one of your better intros in a while, I feel like. But, uh, you know, I am uh, cashing tickets alongside you. Uh, we are rolling right through the week. Another day, another dollar, quite literally for us over here. So, uh, you know, let's have a damn show. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, appreciate your kind words. Try and always give a little bit of hype, get the show going, get you on the same level and get us just uh, right off on the right foot. So appreciate you being here with me as always, partner. Uh, You said we brought in some dough. You a little bit more than me last night, but across the board, very well as a crew, you know, we're a full transparency show here at the Talking the Line podcast, so we might as well just get right into it. No hesitation, no delay. Let's recap yesterday's best bets. All right, on the left side of your screen, as always, you got our mags best bets from yesterday. He went two one and one. A great win with the Reds first five plus a half and the A's first five money line. Both wins there. Rough loss for the Royals first five Brutal. money line. The Tigers absolutely Brutal. destroyed them. If you listen to uh, yesterday's pod, I actually said that the Tigers were kind of iffy for me. I should have played them. I ended up riding mags. Uh, not upset with it at all. Loved your analysis, partner. And then uh, just a rough push there for the twins tied three yep. to three with the mariners after five yep. so bottom five money push back. there and then for me my cubbies absolutely got obliterated i thought arietta would have a little bit better showing than he did but apparently not uh blue jays first five plus a half lost it one to nothing and then lost the full game two to one which killed our monday madness parlay which i'll get into in a minute but uh, got my hawks plus three and got the rockies first five plus a half two of my better plays of the day that i really really liked and i thought the jazz were going to be able to get something done but like my partner was telling you the clippers unleashed that next level of defense mm-hmm. and uh, i had to eat my words there so ended up going two and three on the day the blue jays was absolutely brutal yep. killed me Killed our Monday Madness parlay. Me and Mags both loved the money line yesterday. Man, oh man, the Reds ended up pulling away. Montreal, Vegas, right at the end, got under four to one, uh, got under the five and a half, and then the Blue Jays got walked off by the Red Sox two to one. So (laughs) brutal. Thought they were going to put up at least a five spot on the Red Sox yesterday, partner, but uh, don't know what happened there. I don't either, and uh, especially after putting up 18 runs in the mm-hmm. previous game, and then we can only put up one, all their best players all of a sudden now yeah. cannot hit the ball. Very yeah. head-scratching to I me. I know a lot of times when a team puts up north of 15-plus runs, a lot of times the next day can be a little no bit good. shaky, but thought it would be better than one run there. Maybe mental note. Mental note going forward, kids, the Fair. ebbs and flows of the MLB 162-game regular season that we are fast approaching the halfway point. For the final recap here, uh, bottom left of your screen, if you're listening and not watching, Nationals money line for the money line dice roll. Got the big dub. The dice doubled down on the home money line yesterday. And uh, dice start off hot, going 1-0 and to start the week. Uh, you could call it 2-0, and but since it's a double down, we'll call it 1-0. and So dice starting off hot. Overall, crew not starting off too bad. What do we see there, partner? We see 4-4-1. Four, 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 five, and one. So five, five, and one. So basically a a break-even day for the crew there. Mm -hmm. Nothing too crazy. But you know the deal here. We're not here just to cash some of the tickets. We're here to cash all of the tickets. We're not here to keep these books in business. We're here to bankrupt them all. So without further ado, 
cut all the nonsense, cut all the banter, cut all the drama that you could get on every other show. You come here for the Stone Cold Locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. My partner knows it, but I'm about to share it with you. We got one hell of an episode coming at you today. Uh, coming right up here with the first segment very shortly, our Mag's best bets of the day and my best bets of the day. We got eight picks in total coming at you if you did not read this episode's description. We will then get into today's special play of the day, the two for Tuesday parlay. Got that coming up right for you. Some juicy plus 215 odds on a two-leg parlay. Moneyline Dice obviously making their usual episodic appearance and going to give us another pick for another MLB matchup tonight. Their role is on the game between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Then, of course, me and my partner got some uh, good stuff, sports, sports gambling news to dive into in today's rants and reactions, some hot takes to dish out. And then I got a uh, little message in my motivation minutes about removing your limitations in your life. So make sure you stick around for the very end of the show for that little extra kick in the ass to get you going. Outside of that, let's get into it. I am so gassed up for today's show. Sometimes we get the Monday scary. Sometimes those things happen. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we we have a break-even day on a Monday. Mm -hmm. We have some rough beats like that. But then we hit the Tuesday, and it is on the up escalator, my friend, if you will. I will. Everybody knows the deal. Everybody knows where we're going. First segment of the day. First half of the first segment of the day. It is time for our Mag's best bets of the day. He's got three picks coming at you, and they are juicy. I'm not even going to hint at what he's bringing you because it is so damn good. Without further ado, no more for me for the time being. Partner. You have the floor. I appreciate it as always. Yes, sir. So my partner mentioned I have three plays today. I've got three MLB plays today. No partner. First one. Oh, yeah, there you go. You're going to be a little bit less pumped on me once again because I am taking the Mets first five money line versus your Chicago Cubs. Today, the Cubs are rolling out Alec Mills on the mound. He is a right-hander. However, that's probably probably going to be a little bit of a bullpen day. Uh, now, the Mets, on the other hand, have got Taiwan Walker, righty, and he is uh, one of, if not the better, hotter pitchers in the league right now. I was about to say best pitchers on the Mets, but he's clearly not that because you have Jacob DeGrom over there. Uh, but anyways, Taiwan Walker, 207 ERA, has allowed one earned run or less in five of his last six starts, and he is 8-2-2 two and two to first five innings on the entire season, so he's clipping those along pretty well. You made some money on first fives if you back Taiwan Walker. Yep. Now, Alec Mills, on yep. the other hand, over his last five appearances, uh, I mentioned it's going to be a bullpen day. Hasn't gone too deep into these games. One, two inning. You can probably expect three max. Uh, last five appearances, eight innings pitched, 10 earned runs. And this Cubs offense, despite some wins lately, their batting average and OBP a little bit lower than you would expect. So they had some timely hitting this past weekend at home and into last week. But their last 10 versus right-handers partner, 190 batting average, 265 OBP, a lot lower than you would expect. Uh, and this Mets team versus right-handers, a little bit higher than you would expect, 262 batting average, 327 
OBP. So I think that's going to translate into the Cubs having a little bit of a regression day, kind of like they had yesterday, maybe even lower scoring. And the Mets kind of had to have a day like they had yesterday, five or so runs here. Maybe not in the first five. It's only going to take two or three runs, in my opinion, typically for these Taiwan Walker starts. Uh, but first five runs allowed. Mets number one in the MLB at home with .96. That is a big tribute to uh, Mr. Taiwan Walker and, of course, Jacob DeGrom and a couple of other guys. But number one at home, less than one run. Fourth overall at 1.95. And the Cubs on the road, 21st in first five runs allowed on the road, 3.06. Give me this Mets team to take a 3-1-4-1 win here in the first five innings, partner. I don't know that it's going to be all that big, but uh, the sad part is, is I can't disagree with you. Um, just from a betting standpoint, from a fan standpoint, I would love Alec Mills to come out and have a great game. Um, but you know, if you've watched this show and you know, especially how high I am on Taiwan Walker, um, can't bet my cubbies today, but I can't bet against them. You yeah. know my position here, uh, but I do think for the sake of you guys, that's a rather safe bet. Thank you. I appreciate fuck, it. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> Continue, if you will, please. Well, I appreciate it. I uh, didn't mean to do that to you, but sometimes I got to do it. Uh, second play is going to be coming in, in, staying in the NL Central here. Reds, first five money line versus the Brewers. Took the Reds first five plus a half yesterday. Things went pretty well for him yesterday. You've got Luis Castillo on the mound, righty for the Reds versus Brett Anderson, lefty. Uh, now, after an uncharacteristic start to 2021, Luis Castillo is figuring things out. Uh, his last two starts here in June, 3.09 ERA over 11 and two-thirds innings. He, uh, you know, it's I'm going to have to admit, plain and simple, he was pretty brutal through April and May. And uh, like I said, he's starting to turn things around. I think he's going to start getting back into that pitcher that we all know and have seen from him the last few years, at least in that 3.5 ERA or less. And now I like him to stay hot against the Brewers. This Brewers offense, last 10 versus righting, hitting 220 batting average. So things are cooling off against him. I said it yesterday. Uh, their record the last 10, 15 games is very, very solid, but it's against a lot of those teams at the bottom half, bottom third of the uh, of the National League. And Mr. Brett Anderson has been pretty consistently mediocre this season. He's got a 4.99 ERA overall in the season, just over a 4 ERA in April and May, and now into June he's got seven earned runs over two June starts. And this Reds team is getting hot again offensively and Unlike earlier on in the season, they're starting to do it against left-handers. I mentioned it yesterday. They put up some serious runs in the first five innings and the full game. Last five versus lefties for the Reds. 319 batting average, 397 OBP, 11.15 runs per nine. They are cooking right now. Over the last 14 games, they are actually 11-2-1 to the first five innings, the Reds themselves. On the season... Excuse me. On the season, number six in the MLB in first five runs, 2.92, while the Reds at home are actually 27th in first five runs with 2.14. Give me this Reds team to stay hot versus some lefties here, especially a mediocre lefty in Brett Anderson. And I like Luis Castillo to stay uh, a little bit more consistently to how he's been pitching the last couple of starts, partners. So I love the Reds' first five money line today. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on right there, man. Um, Castillo was definitely in fade territory. He was something, somebody that uh, I was not willing to put my money on at all. And damn near, if I saw him in a matchup, I was just fading him right. in the first five. But I think, once again, nail hammer that 
Castillo's starting to figure shit out, and he's kind of figuring he's getting himself on the bump. And mm-hmm. like you said, Anderson's been a consistent struggle bus, and I think it kind of stays the same for him here today. With how red hot the Reds are, no pun intended, they mm-hmm. uh, whooped the mess out of this same Brewers team yesterday, and I think that trend continues. So there you go, second bet, appreciate it, and uh, do believe one more still to come. Yes, I do, and this one's going to be a little bit of a plus money action. You oh. got the Baltimore Orioles on the road versus the Cleveland Indians. I'm taking the Indians minus one and a half on the run line. You've got Matt Harvey on the mound here for the Orioles versus Cal Quantrill. And now this Orioles team partner, you're not going to find a colder team on the road right now or maybe even all season. No, the Orioles have lost 16 straight road games. They are five and 11 to the run line during this stretch. And as I mentioned, they are bringing out a guy in Matt Harvey. That's got a seven, four, one ERA. And that's after a, a, Fairly respectable for, you know, a little bit over a four ERA in April where people thought he might be, uh, you know, not old Matt Harvey, not like we know and used to, uh, but at least someone that might find their way into a rotation and be a little bit respectable. respectable. Sure. But that's not the case lately. Uh, it's definitely not in May. Uh, now over his last six starts, 19 and two thirds innings pitch, 31 runs allowed, earned runs. I think there's a handful more unearned wow. runs there. Uh, in this Cleveland team, Team versus right-handers are starting to heat up pretty quietly here. Last 10 versus right-handers, 285 batting average, 342 OBP, 6.97 runs per nine innings. They are starting to heat up, especially at home here. And Cal Quantrill, uh, you know, he might just go just a few. So we might have, a, you know, sort of a bullpen day. Cal Quantrill will probably go two, three, four innings, uh, four if he's pitching really well. But he's got a 3-2-1 ERA. And this Cleveland bullpen's got a 3-2-3 ERA in the season. So I like this Orioles team to, or excuse me, this Indians team to keep the Orioles low on the scoreboard here. And this Orioles team on the road, 193 batting average, 259 OBP, 2.59 runs per nine innings. So I absolutely love this Indians team to put up a boatload of runs on Matt Harvey early. And this Indians, whether it's Cal Quantrill for a few or that bullpen, I like the Indians to keep the Orioles off the scoreboard and for this Orioles team to stay freezing cold on the road, partner. I agree with you once again. Um, you know, I, I like the first five here, uh, the minus a half on the run line. But honestly, the more value that you're getting on the full game at the minus one and a half, I think you're correct. I think they put up four, five, six runs on Harvey. Mm-hmm. I think that Cal Quantrill has a pretty solid outing. I mean, he's been getting better and better over his starts, and we've been seeing a little bit better command from him. So I think you're spot on with there, and uh, we see maybe a little 7-4, uh, 7-5 seven, seven, dub. Maybe it's a little high scoring, or maybe even 7-2. Maybe yeah. the Orioles don't get kind any on I'm the thinking. board at all. Maybe a little optimistically, but I'm thinking more of that on that side of it, 7-2, two, 8-2 two type all thing. All right, my friend. Anything else you would like to dish out? I think I'm all good on that. All right. Well, I appreciate you, and I know these folks do. We'll be sure to recap all of our Mag's best bets of the day shortly. However, if you got them all right now and you want to get them hammered in, make sure you rip out your sports book and hammer those bad boys in at whatever the current best line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. Moving right along. For the second half of the first segment of today's show, you know the deal. My best bets of the day. Here we go. Now, I told you at the top, hey, we got eight picks coming at you. Our mags just gave you three, so that must mean I got five. Boy, oh boy, 
I got some value coming at you today. Uh, got four MLB picks coming at you and one NHL pick coming at you. So uh, why not uh, just get right into it? Why any hesitation? Why any delay? We might as well just get things underway. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Here we go. First play of the day coming from me. Actually, the first game on uh, today's slate, Mm -hmm. the Pirates versus the Nationals. Uh, Game played yesterday. Our Nats obviously got the win, but I'm not thinking so fast today, at least in the first five innings. So if you don't know, here we go. First pick of the day, I am taking the Pittsburgh Pirates first five run line plus a half. Now, this one is really a sharp play for me. Uh, I I think a lot of people are going to be running to the Nats with them being hot in their last few games and already getting this win over this Pirates, this exact Pirates team yesterday. I mean, it's, it's pretty much a, a given, right? It's kind of that public perception play that you would just run to the Nats. And that's why I think this is a bit of a setup and why I'm taking the half run on the first five innings. You know, I really don't want to touch the Pirates bullpen at all in this one either. So that's kind of the reason why I want to stay low. But the pitching matchup in this game does weigh pretty heavily for me. Uh, Tyler Anderson's going to be on the mound for the the Pirates and Patrick Corbin on the mound for the Nats. Now, Corbin, I really can't even believe that the Nats are favored this highly with him on the mound. Right. I mean, I maybe 150, maybe around there, but you can't give them that price based off their offensive production right now. Mm-hmm. Patrick Corbin has kind of found himself in, in two out of his last five games, but he hasn't been super dominant by any means at all. He's had nine starts so far this season. 62 and a third innings pitched with a three and five record, a abysmal 6.21 ERA with a 357 OBP, 848 OPS, and a 1.51 whip. So you're telling me that's somebody who needs to get a price of minus 177 at open? I don't think so, John. Let me tell you even more. Corbin has allowed three runs or more in seven out of his nine starts so far this season, and I absolutely love for that trend to continue in this one. And not to mention the Pirates, after a little bit of a cold streak, are starting to hit lefties pretty well. Last five versus lefties, only a 231 batting average, but a 275 OBP and 3.78 runs per nine. So they're not destroying it, but they're starting to trend up. Some of those lower numbers are starting to fall off from their previous game. Their last two games, as a matter of fact, versus lefties were very, very good. Now, Anderson facing this Nats team really has been for this Pirates rotation through and through all year, somebody that they can depend on to go at least five at least keep the the runs low, not give up more than two, and keep them in every single inning. Maybe he even goes six or seven, which I could see him going potentially six here today. He's had 10 starts, and he's gone at least five innings in all 10 of those starts, and he's got a dominant pitch arsenal. I believe he has five or six different pitches that he can go to, and they're all really, really nasty. He's pitched 67 and two-thirds innings so far this year. He's got a bad three and six record, but like I said, the Pirates bullpen, or um, yeah, the Pirates bullpen, not too well. I want to stay out of him. I don't want to touch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of why he doesn't have a good record. The Pirates bullpen is kind of letting him down there uh, towards the end. But he does have uh, an okay 4.52 ERA. It's starting to come down, but he's got 61 Ks with only 19 walks. Command is no issue. 296 OBP, 737 OPS, and a 1.21 whip. All of those previous three numbers are starting to drop, and I absolutely love him to start to get more and more dominant as we get closer to the 
halfway mark of the season. He's only allowed more than two runs in three out of his 10 starts so far this year, and the Nats have gone absolutely ice cold at the dish versus lefties as of late. In their last five versus lefties, they're holding a 120 batting average, a 214 OBP, and only scoring 1.08 runs per nine innings. The Nats versus Anderson in his career, not to mention, only hitting 103 at the plate with a 272 OBP and a 446 OPS. Now, it's a small sample size, I know, but I think it weighs very, very heavy. This game feels like a complete setup to me. I think all the public is going to be running to the Nationals to back them once again, and I think Tyler Anderson has just what it takes to limit that offense, and I think the Pirates can put up uh, three, four runs here on the arm of Patrick Corbin. So there you go. All of that leads me first play of the day. Pirates first five plus a half. Okay. I was a little wishy-washy on it this morning, but uh, I didn't realize those Nats numbers versus lefties lately. So that definitely helps me. But uh, yeah, I don't mind. uh, I don't mind Anderson in this spot either. Yeah, Anderson's been one of the only good pitchers in that Pirates rotation. So kind of somebody that you can depend on, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. So there is the first play of the day. Second pick play best bet whatever you want to call it is coming from uh the matchup between the boston red sox and the atlanta braves i am once again taking the underdog and going with the atlanta braves first five plus a half at least the underdog in the first five innings This, once again, is yet another sharp play for me, and it comes down to a couple key reasons. I think the public is going to run all over the Red Sox just because they beat Toronto last night on a walk-off 2-1. Little do you know, the Braves played on Sunday coming off of a 6-4 win against Miami, but did not play last night. So they're coming into this game on an extra day rest, facing this Red Sox team that won a nine-round prize fight with those Blue Jays last night. So obviously, the Braves' bats and the Braves' pitching are going to be a lot more fresh here than the Red Sox. Not to mention, this pitching matchup looms so heavy for me. Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound for the Red Sox and Tucker Davidson on the mound for the Braves. Rodriguez has been nobody that I want to put my money on. He showed flashes of dominance here and there, but not enough for me to get behind. Two out of his last 10 starts, he has allowed less than three earned runs. So he has been giving them up left, right, and center. In those 10 starts, he's gone 62 and two-thirds innings with a 5-4 and four record, an abysmal 6.03 ERA, 339 OBP, 830 OPS, and a 1.45 whip. These Braves destroy him. Against Rodriguez, the Braves hit 316 at the plate with a 340 OBP, and this is not incorrect. I am saying this. Listen up. 1.021 OPS against Rodriguez. They mash the ball against this man. And Boston is 0-4-1 straight up in the first five innings in Eduardo's last five starts. I like the extra half run backing. I think the Braves might get the win. I'll tell you why, but I like this extra half run backing, especially with Davidson on the mound. Now, he is new. He is a young guy. He's only had three starts, but he's really impressed me in those three starts. He's gone 17 two-thirds innings pitched, gone at least five innings in all three. As a matter of fact, went six innings, five and two-thirds innings, and six innings in those three starts. 0-0 record with a 1.53 ERA, 246 OBP, 492 OPS, and a sub-1 whip of 0.96. 
of course, regression to the mean is going to come. I'm not going to deny that. However, I don't think it's going to come against these tired Red Sox bats here today. And I think he stays dominant. And I think he gets a really, really quality start and a really quality victory on his resume against this Red Sox team. And I think Eduardo Rodriguez continues to struggle, especially against this Atlanta Braves offense and the bats that we know can be oh so dangerous. So all of that leads me to my second pick of the day, Atlanta Braves, first five run line plus half. I'm all over on that one with you, my man. I That was one of the ones I had written down. Uh, it, I do like Davidson. I definitely like this Braves offense to touch up Rodriguez for a few in that first five, though. Yeah, I I absolutely do. And at the very least, if it's not tied, I like the Braves to be up. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, but, but once again, I like the half run backing. Yeah, so. no, no question. So there you go. Uh, moving right along, we're just going to go in chronological order. No, I already gave you uh, three MLB best bets of the day, but uh, going or two MLB best bets. Now I'm into the third pick. That's why I said three. This one is going to be my NHL pick of the day and might be a little contrarian to what you might be seeing or what you might think. But I'm hammering my boys. I am taking the Islanders money line tonight right around plus 160. Absolutely beautiful odds to scoop them up at. And I suggest you do as well. I really, really think that the books are undervaluing the Isles here uh, simply because of the brand name of the Lightning and how they are the defending champs. I don't think that has anything to do with this season and this postseason. The Isles have been so dominant. They've shown their ability to adjust on the defensive side of the puck. They have relied on Varlamov sitting on his head and have played off of that power. And I believe they continue to do the same thing here tonight. Mm -hmm. The Lightning didn't look like they had any opportunity ever in that game. The Isles in in game one, the Isles looked like they had every bit of their number. But there's a few other key things that I'm looking up or looking at here uh, outside of that defense and Varlamov really standing on his head. Well, with Varlamov standing on his head, they have just given him all the goal support he needs. When he keeps the goals down, the Isles have tended to throw pucks in net. So I absolutely love the Isles to at least put two or three back in net, if not more here tonight against Vasilevsky, who had a really good closing game in the series against Carolina with a 100 save percent. Now, why do I say that? Because it dropped in this very next game against the Islanders at 93.5 save percent. Why do I mention all of that? Because this seems to be a very recurring trend for Vasilevsky. He'll have a 100% save game and he will slowly regress down to about 84% for five games in a row and then bounce back to 100% save. So I like him to continue to regress. He's only had one game of regression. So I see. I think we see a lot steeper regression here today. And, uh, you know, the Isles are hot, man. They're hot. They've won eight out of their last 10, and they haven't given up more than two goals out of, or out of their eight of their last 10. So they have just been absolutely destroying it. Um, I do apologize, seven out of their last 10 they've won, but only uh, have given up, or no, eight out of their last 10, only given up two goals in four of them. Let me quit blabbing. You know how I feel about this. I'm trying to pull shit out of my ass. I don't need to because I absolutely love the Isles right now. Give me all of them to take a dominant 2-0 lead and go back to New York where they potentially get the 4-0 clean sweep of the defending champs. 
I can't deny, uh, can't deny all the things you said there, man. I know you're very, very high on them. I'm not, uh, definitely not fading you. Definitely not fading you. I, uh, I'm not sure if I'll be on this. I'm not the hockey guy over here. I, uh, can say it's definitely bizarre that they keep making it plus 160, plus 150. It should definitely be closer than that. I don't know that, uh, you know, uh, the Islanders are going to get the win for sure, but without question, that line should be a lot closer. So I definitely like the value there. Absolutely. And you're going to give me that value once again um, with, with really the Lightning showing no signs of ever being right. in that game. Right. I think the Isles, the Isles are ready to go to the Cup. So uh, sticking with my prediction, Habs Isles in the final. But let's keep it moving. Let's keep it grooving. Fourth bet, best bet of the day. Going back to the MLB, and I am taking the Miami Marlins first five money line. Few key reasons, and uh, once again, this is yet another play that I believe the line is incorrect. I think that the Marlins should be favored, and really, I think this comes down to the pitching matchup. You got Trevor Rogers on the mound for the Marlins, and Quang Yung Kim on the mound for the Cardinals. Now, Kim, he started off the season really, really, really hot, and then he started to cool off here as uh, we get into June, into May, into June. ERA by month right now, he has just slowly increased. In April, he had a 329, May a 389, and now he's kicking off June with a 9.00 ERA. The last four starts are the most critical for me. He faced Cincinnati, Arizona, the White Sox, and the Padres. 17 innings pitched in those four starts. 18 hits, 12 Ks, only seven or seven walks with only 12 Ks. 11 earned runs in those four outings. He has really, really been struggling lately. And not to mention the last 30 days for Kim, he holds a 5.82 ERA. And after a bit of a drop off, the Miami Marlins are finally starting to hit the ball again and are finally starting to hit lefties again. Last five versus lefties, 262 batting average, 328 OBP, and a 386 or 3.86 runs per nine average. Now, Rodgers, opposite side, opposing team, my guy. He has been the money man for the Miami Marlins so far this season in their rotation and someone that uh, really myself and my partner have backed all season long and someone that you should start backing as well. Nine starts for him so far, 75 and two thirds innings pitched, seven and three record, beautiful 2.02 ERA, a whopping 89 Ks with only 25 walks, 278 OBP, 585 OPS, and close to a sub one, 1.06 whip. Miami is 2-2-1 straight up in the first five innings in Rodgers' last five starts, but the wins have come more recently, and in his last 10 starts, they are 5-3-2. I am not going for the push. Actually, this uh, did open up as the Marlins plus a half, but it quickly flipped to minus a half, which is quite bizarre, which is why I turned my attention to the Miami Marlins first five money line. I think that these two lefties are going to have a battle, but eventually the Marlins start getting to Kim way before they get to Rogers. And I definitely think that's within the first five innings. So give me all of the Marlins first five money line for my first fourth best bet of the day. Death taxes and Trevor Rogers first fives, my man. I love this guy. He is one of, if not my number one favorite to favorite pitcher to bet on this year. And you touched on that two, two and one last five, uh, a couple of those losses. The Marlins offense was cold, cold, cold for a while. Now they're starting to heat up and there's a handful of pitchers that I love to back if that offense is right. Yeah. And I think it's right right now. Yeah, it, it definitely is right. And, uh, 
Like I like I said, I touched on yeah, it. Rogers Rogers has been probably our one of our favorite pitchers yeah. to back. Anytime yeah. anytime he's going, I don't care who the lineup is. Right. I, I'm all over him. So there you go. Fourth, now fifth and final best bet coming from me today. Here we go. Oakland Athletics first five money line. And once again, this one is coming down to the pitch up match, pitching match, pitch up, pitch up. How about that? I just came up with a new word. This game is coming down to the pitching matchup for me and the much hotter team in the Oakland A's bats right now. Last night in the first five innings in this uh, meeting between these two teams, A's and the Angels, the A's actually won the first five innings eight to one. And I think it gets a little bit easier for them today or tonight rather. Uh, with this pitching matchup. You got Andrew Heaney going for the Angels and Frankie Montas going for the A's. Heaney coming off of two of his best starts so far of the season. He's had a couple better starts peppered in, but the last two were really, really good. But it's been pretty classic so far for Heaney to have two really good starts uh, so far this season or string a few together. You think it's time you can start backing him, especially with how good the Angels offense has been. And then he lets you right on down. And I think today is one of those letdown spots. 10 starts for Heaney, 57 and two-thirds innings pitch, 4-3 and three record, 4.37 ERA with a 300 OBP, a 688 OPS, and a 1.23 whip. Now, I think those numbers are a little bit better than they actually are. Uh, he's had a few good games against some subpar teams that have really made those numbers a little bit better than I truly think his arm is. Now, Montas on the other side of the bump. He had a good start to the season, a really, really bumpy middle if you backed him at all over uh, April, into April, into May, and now he's finally starting to find himself again. I uh, think he's back into safe territory as somebody that you can put your money on, at least in the first five innings. In his 10 starts this season, he's gone 70 innings, 6-6 six and six record with a 4.37 ERA, 73 Ks with only 18 walks for Montas so far with a 1.34 whip. I believe some of his numbers are opposite of Heaney are actually inflated. I think that Montas is a lot better pitcher than some of his numbers are stating just because of that rocky middle of this uh, the season so far that he had. Whatever you want to consider the middle, that little bit of May so far is kind of what I'm considering the middle. Had a super rough May. So I think he returns uh, back to dominant form. I think he has a really good game here at home in front of the home crowd against these Angels. And I think the A's jump all over Heaney early and uh, at least put up three, four runs here on the big man. Uh, within the first five innings. So fifth and final best bet of the day, Oakland A's first five money line. I like it, man. I like Montas today. You nailed it. He's been uh, he's been picking things back up. And uh, yeah, Heaney is not someone I like to bet on either. So no, thanks. I'm, I'm happy to ride this one with you. All right. So there you go. The uh, TTL Cruise best bets of the day. You got our Mag's best bets, his three, and my best bets, my five. We will be sure to recap all of those best bets of the day here for you shortly. But let's get into the second segment of the day. Uh, before we do, this one is the special play of the day. And today's special play of the day, if you weren't around for the top of the show, is the Twofer Tuesday Parlay. Here we go. We got two legs coming at you, as always. Obviously, probably didn't even need to say that because you can just read the name and probably know that it's two legs on a parlay. So, got two MLB legs coming at you today. As always, I'm going to go ahead and let my partner just homer on out right quick because one of the uh, legs in this parlay today uh, just so happens to be his socks. But I'm going to let him uh, let you guys know what the exact pick is. So, partner, without further ado, why don't you go right on ahead, pal? 
I will go ahead and do that. First play out of the two for Tuesday parlay is going to be the White Sox first five money line today. You got Shane McClanahan on the mound for the Rays, Dallas Keuchel on the mound for my White Sox, both of them left-handers. Shane McClanahan, 4-5-4 ERA, while Dallas Keuchel coming in with a 4-1-4 ERA. He's been picking things up lately. Now, this White Sox team, you might be a little concerned because they have some injuries and their lineup is a little bit depleted. And, of course, they're not tearing the cover off the ball against lefties quite like they are used to. However, they are still finding ways. 297 batting average over their last five versus lefties. 366 OBP despite these injuries. So even with some, uh, you know... Back up some depth into their uh, into their hitting lineup. They're still finding ways to get it done versus left-handers. While the Rays over here, last five games versus lefties, 227 batting average, 348 OBP. So they find ways to get on base. However, that uh, batting average is low. Dallas Keuchel should keep them off the bases and keep his control up. Um, so I really like this White Sox first five money line. Lost the game last night, five to two uh, to Tyler Glasnow, even though he did leave after. Uh, the fifth inning, I believe. So they're going to be ready to jump all over Shane McClanahan as a lefty today. And uh, I see no reason why the uh, White Sox first five versus lefty wagon doesn't uh, stay on the tracks today. I would have to agree with you, man. Uh, McClanahan's still a young guy. I know he's been I know he's been good from time to time, but uh, I think he's still young. And especially with uh, this White Sox team hitting lefty so good, there's nothing more I can say there. I think they're Mm going to have a field day on him. And uh, like you said, Keuchel should uh, have his command in check and have some of his good stuff coming down. So there you go. First leg of the two for Tuesday parlay, the Chicago White Sox first five money line. And for the second leg, I got this one. We are headed on over to the matchup between the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals. And for the second leg, we are taking the Detroit Tigers first five run line plus a half. Now, uh, this one, obviously, you could say, okay, you guys are looking right at how it went yesterday. You're just upset that the Kansas City Royals lost your bet. I don't think so. This is uh, just kind of a bad matchup, it seems Mm -hmm. to be, for the Royals. And uh, today's pitching matchup is even more juicy uh, for these Tigers. You got Casey Mize on the mound for the Tigers, who have just who has just been absolutely dominant all season long and has really started to find himself even more, has limited the command issues, and has really been one of the top guys in this Tigers pitching, or a starting pitching rotation, rather. So I am so willing to put my money all over him. I think at the very least, with Mike Miner on the mound for the Royals, at the very, very least, uh, the Tigers keep this one tied, if not have a very convincing outright win in the first five. So uh, we both looked at each other and loved this play, especially with Casey Mize on the mound. Almost fought over it for our actual straight plays. Yeah, pretty doggone close. <laughs> so uh, we liked it that much. We just decided to throw it on yeah. the two for Tuesday. Uh, so there you go. The two for Tuesday parlay, the two legs. While we're just on everything, since we're through the best bets of the day, Mm -hmm. and now the two for Tuesday parlay was so quick, we might as well just get right into the best bets of the day. So without further ado, here we go. Today's best bets of the day. Riley White, thank you so much for being prepared and not slapping me in the face this time around. 
If you could turn your attention to the left side of your screen for our mags picks today, he's taken three. He's got the New York Mets first five money line, the Cincinnati Reds first five run line plus a half, and the Cleveland Indians full game run line minus one and a half. For myself, on the right side of your screen, I am taking the Pittsburgh Pirates' first five run line plus a half, Atlanta Braves' first five run line plus a half, Miami Marlins' first five money line, the Oakland A's' first five money line, and my New York Islanders' money line. And then right below that, shift your attention on down just briefly for the two for Tuesday parlay, the two legs coming at you, Chicago White Sox' first five money line, and Detroit Tigers' first five run line, plus a half. Last time I checked, those special play odds today are right about 215. So getting pretty juicy odds for a nice little two-legger there. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Officially, our nine best bets of the day. You could call it 10, but one's a parlay, so we'll make it nine. Uh, Without further ado, you know the deal by now, but I'm going to do it anyway. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you like to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. All right, my friends, there you go. There you have it. Let's wrap up today's first half of the show, the betting half of the show, the analysis half of the show with one of my personal favorites. I know a lot of your guys' personal favorites. The all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present Moneyline Dice. They are making their way to set. They are live on set, ladies and gentlemen. They're feeling cocky today, huh? They're feeling cocky. So before we click on over and uh, I work my magic as the uh, producer... Faux pas, if you will. Uh, Trying to figure things out with this. I think I got it down today, ladies and gentlemen, but we'll see. The bottom left corner of your screen, the Moneyline Dice roll today, set it at the top of the show, is an MLB matchup between the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. So let's get into today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. As I... First things first, actually, I'm going to wait to do that, and I'm going to get everything set up. Let's do it. As I get everything set up, partner, if you could be so kind to indulge these folks. Set the stage what here. What we got for some lines, what we got, of who's course. home away, What what's the deal, what's some of the backstory behind this matchup today? I am happy to drop that on them. Uh, and we were a little torn on this one, a little 50-50, some tight lines here, but the Yankees are the away team coming into, uh, it'll actually be Buffalo. Toronto is playing in Buffalo these days. You've got Jordan Montgomery, lefty for the Yanks, and Hyunjin Ryu, lefty for the Blue Jays. Jordan Montgomery coming in with a 3-1 record, 4 ERA. Ryu, 5-4, 3 ERA. A uh, little bit shaky lately, but pretty solid on the season. Yankees are actually the underdogs, plus 105. And the Blue Jays are coming in at minus 120. Yankees, plus 1.5 odds at minus 188. And the Blue Jays, minus 1.5 at plus 163. Got the over-under set at 9 runs in this one. That's going to be an interesting line. See if one of these guys gets blown up today uh but the bets and money percentages coming in on the blue jays this afternoon or this morning so far for this evening's game 607 uh, p.m central standard time 
But the Blue Jays, 66% of the bets with 59% of the money. Line opened up at minus 135 for the Blue Jays. And like I said, is now down to minus 120. Uh, so interesting movement there. Uh, the t- uh, price is getting tastier, but despite uh, the majority of the money and bets coming in on the Blue Jays. So it might be a little bit of a trap on the Blue Jays. Not quite sure there. Uh, the total was opening opening up at eight and a half boosted up to nine as i mentioned uh percentage on that one 63 percent of the bets on the under 87 percent of the money on the under uh so big big money coming in on the under despite uh what looks like a sharp indicator on the over for this matchup how we looking partner well guess what partner your boy sh- should have gone to school for IT because I don't got the some bits figured out this time. We we ain't wasted no time this time around. So, partner, I will go ahead and hand that over to you, my friend. And without further ado, once again, here we are. Yeah, here we right. are live, ladies and gentlemen. You got to be able to see me just a little bit more, so we might as well just trim that down for you guys there. And might as well catch a little shot of me pulling them out here huh little, little oh yeah look at them babies coming fresh out money line ats and let's see if the wild card let's get yes, a good shot of that uh carrying case Ooh, there yeah we'll do that check that oh, bad yeah. boy out i always talk about look at that logo look how crispy that logo is oh my gosh that looks so beautiful on screen go ahead oh boy and then uh peep out the dice one thing i want to say okay right like hold on before you go to the side oh. Check them out on top. Mm-hmm. Right? Just black dice. And then if you go translucent, go on the side again, you'll be able to see. They're actually yeah, I see it at the bottom there. We don't want to show the entire studio go here. Tilt your... Uh, yeah. There you go. All right. And maybe flick up on those <laughs> still still trying to figure this out all Got a few right pinks here with it here but, uh, better than nothing. go better than nothing uh looks like the video has stopped uh just real quick let me see that no bueno okay should be good to go now all right, there, there we, we go. go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, only the second day we're doing this, so uh, coming Still in hot. Let me uh, get a nice little roll here, get them woke up, get them feeling well. All right, there we are. Now, first roll, as always, are we taking the home team, Toronto Blue Jays, or are we taking the away team, New York Yankees? We will all soon find out, and you will see it live. Uh, live <laughs> in three, <laughs> in two, in one. The home team, Toronto Blue Jays. I'll slide that right there for you, partner. Beauty. And as always, second dice on set. Are we going Toronto Blue Jays money line or Toronto Blue Jays ATS? Are we taking their run line? Are we taking them on the money line? Remind me one time, partner, I was so locked in the mirroring. Are they the dog? Uh, The Blue Jays are the favorite. Minus 120. All right, baby. Here we go. ATS or money line in three, in two. In one. That is the money line. Money line. Money line. Blue Jays. Money line. Scoot that over here for you too. Again, partner, there you are. All right, and last but not least, folks, you know the deal. The wild card die. Are we doubling down for the fourth day in a row? Are the dice going to make us re-roll everything? Or... Are they going to skip it all and just go to the total? We will all soon find out in three, in two, in one. Shoot. 
doubling the fuck oh, down. Oh, money Goodness line. gracious, oh Dice. Oh, my god! Don't do it to us. Somebody put him out. Somebody put him out. That, ladies and gentlemen, this is officially fourth, the fourth, four days in a row that the money line Dice have doubled down on their pick of the day. The dice have spoken! We will hear none of the gossip, none of the rumors that these dice don't know what they're talking about. You see it on your screen. I keep going the wrong way, but you know by now, it's probably giving you a little chuckle. But if you want to guarantee, take a ticket to the window tonight, the dice have doubled down, and they're telling you. Toronto Blue Jays, full game, Money line. You see it. Lock it in. There you have it. Check out the balls on our dice. Woo, boy. I'm telling you what now. I am so glad. Uh, first things first that I was able to get that. And that's now gone. All figured out. Uh, very, very excited about that. Seemed that everything uh, seemed to be in, in good order today. Uh, no, yeah, no outstanding issues. Sweet. I just beautiful. Uh, so... We might as well uh, wrap this segment up the usual way, as always. Thank you so much, Dice. Thank you, Dice. We appreciate your picks. We love your bets. Love the confidence. We cannot tell you how much we notice your over-the-top alpha confidence with four back-to-back-to-back-to-back double downs. We'll see you on to uh, tomorrow's show. Thank you, Dice. Have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, Dice. See you on Wednesday. See you later. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, let's pop right back into the best bets of the day in case you missed anything. And now that we officially have the Moneyline Dice rolls. So, left side of your screen, Mag's best bets of the day, his three. Right side of your screen, my best bets of the day, my five. Two for Tuesday Parlay, bottom left hand of your screen. Absolutely beautiful and juicy. And bottom left hand, if I just said, did I say right hand or left hand? No idea. Uh, Bottom right hand on the other one, bottom left hand. I do apologize. Moneyline Dice have selected the Toronto Blue Jays Moneyline. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The first half of today's show, episode number 59 on this beautiful, Beautiful June 15th, 2021. Uh, Before we get into the second half of today's show, if you're one of the kind folks, degenerates, gamblers that stops by the Daily Talking Line podcast episodes and just come for the best bets of the day, the analysis, the trends, everything in between for this portion of the show, and you're about to head on out of here, thank you so much. We appreciate your peace and love. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you got any other plans on the map, but we hope that you don't. However, if you ain't sticking around, don't stay away too long. Y'all come back now soon, you hear? Because we got more sports books to bankrupt, and we need your help doing it one play at a time. So have a spectacular day. We'll see y'all later. But for the TTL faithful, Hanging around for the second half of the show. First and foremost, thank you so much for hanging around for about the first 
50, 45, 50 minutes of the show going on here. It is time for everybody's favorite part, the second half where we can drop it into first gear, kick it on back a little bit, and talk some shit. So without further ado, it's time for today's Rants and Reactions! Let's get into it. Let's do it. First things first, how you doing over there, partner? How you, oh, I'm great. How you feeling? How you living? How you moving? How you grooving? Uh, all of the above, positively. Yeah. Po- very positively. Okay. All right. I love to <laughs> hear. rocking and rolling. I, I love to hear. Fucking great. Uh, wanted to say something. Uh, kind of popped into my head as we were just kind of getting into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, so kindly good sir, have loved to give me shit from time to time about me being outdated on my gaming console. Ha ha ha. I have owned a PlayStation 3 since 2010. Whenever PlayStation 3s were around. 2010, maybe. (laughs) Love the gameplay. I'm a fan. I'm great. But everybody giving me shit, okay? Everybody kept giving me a lot of BS. And you know what? I was just tired of hearing it. So I started visualizing and speaking into an existence. If you didn't listen to yesterday's Motivation Minutes, yet another opportunity to prove to you that this shit works. I started doing that. And it just so happens that an Xbox One has entered my life and I am now on the new console. So if uh, you're a fan of the show, want a game with me, want to get the stick work, or uh, you're just one of our uh, our good pals who didn't know that yet and stopped by today's show, heard that, I'm on Xbox Live. Cap'n Colt 45. C-A-P-N Colt 45. It's about damn time. It's about damn time. I it's came about around. damn time. Just in time for the new generation of... <laughs> Just about in time for the next generation to come out. Hot dog, great! Maybe in ten years, we'll get those ones. Yeah, we'll see. Wait, we'll see what happens. <laughs> at least, at least I'm up to date. No, now. no, no. It's good. It's uh, good fun. Yeah, it's it's great, man. I mean, I I knew what I was missing, but I didn't know what yeah, I was. missing. You didn't missing, know man. until you really dive into it. Oh, I mean, playing MLB the show is absolutely terrific. Playing Madden 21 is terrific. With 22 about to come out, uh, got Game Pass for three months for a dollar. Yep. I mean, I'm. Out here, big boy balling all of a sudden. Like, it, it's crazy. Can't beat that one dollar for Game Pass. The Game Pass is pretty legit right now. Yeah. I, uh, I've had to keep myself pretty disciplined, though, mm-hmm. because uh, it's dangerous. It can get dangerous. It gets dangerous. You know, uh, neglecting all the shit you do or staying up until 1 a.m. grinding on those games. It's dangerous. Yeah. And you know, a lot dangerous. of people don't get it, but uh, us gamers. We understand. <laughs> we understand. It's hard to stay away. It is hard to stay away for sure. But uh, yeah, just wanted to toss that out there. Little little side note. Get today's ransom reaction started. But let's get into the good stuff, the juicy stuff. All these sports and sports gambling news going on today and from yesterday and into the week. Uh, NFL, nothing major. Let me do just a quick little uh, scroll scan here since I was giving you all my picks and analysis. I uh, didn't have time to see if any news has dropped, and it's kind of tended to be the case. When we get on this son of a bitch, news likes to drop. Uh, Lately, not ooh, been the case so much. Um, not, a, not a huge, huge, huge bit of advice or advice, bit of news. Um, Jamal Adams set to uh, set out minicamp. He's not mm. going to uh, mm. participate. I know somebody else who's not doing that, or who is doing that, as he sips his coffee. We'll just stay off of that, uh, I guess so. Uh, cornerback <laughs> Stephon Gilmore uh, is also skipping Patriots minicamp, so he might be out of there. Who knows what's going on there? 
I don't know why Jamal Adams would skip minicamp. That doesn't really make sense, especially when the Seahawks got him out of New York. I mean, that doesn't make any type of sense whatsoever to me. Maybe it's just because, okay, they had the one year with the COVID, no OTAs, and then, wow, actually, that was really, really nice on my body. Maybe. Either that or an extension. I am. I mean, shit. Or maybe now that's a 17-week season they're starting to... Some of these small narratives after being away from the NFL for three, four months, you start to uh, not really understand what's going... Maybe not. I guess I shouldn't say it, not understand, but... uh, we get a little out of touch from the NFL, these small, small narratives, at least when we're dived into the MLB, yeah. NBA, and NHL as deep as we get. Yeah. So. In other news, though, uh, Jay Crowder must have some confidence in his quarterback, Mr. Zach Wilson, and uh, not to mention his quarterback, but also the wide receiver core, because it has now been released that he took a pay cut. Uh, this year to stick with the New York Jets, Elijah Moore, and uh, I'm not really thinking of the rest of that wide receiver core right now, but uh, obviously he's, he's thinking that the Jets got something going on over there. Uh, yeah, he must. Uh, Jameson Crowder, I believe you said Jay Crowder, the uh, forward Crowder. on Did the Did I Suns? say J- yes. Jameson Crowder? I do apologize. <laughs> Jay Crowder. Uh, maybe he goes by Jay. Who knows? Um I don't know, but Jameson maybe. Crowder. What uh, the hell? Yeah, I mean, solid piece for him to keep around. Obviously, he's not top More 10. Coffee. Yeah, not a top 10 receiver in the league, but he's a serviceable, respectable receiver to have. So Yeah, I mean, he was really good with the uh, Washington football team for quite a while Mm -hmm. when they were not the Washington football team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then went to the Jets, kind of lackluster, nothing nothing crazy last year, but for crying out loud, they almost went 0-16, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, but like you said, seems like they he likes what they got building, and I, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Robert Sala. So, yep. not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but uh, I think they're going to get a few games here this season. I would have to agree with you. Uh, one quick other final thing on the NFL before we move right along in rapid fashion. Uh, as far as some conference and division winners or win totals, rather, win totals are uh, really starting to come out now. Um couple that uh, were kind of interesting to me. Carolina Panthers over under seven and a half. Chicago Bears over under seven and a half. The Cleveland Brownies getting some favor over under ten and a half. Hmm. Finally getting the respect that they deserve, question mark. And uh, the Browns, you would have to, especially with the extra game. Sure. In a normal season, you would have to think that's at least a 10 and 16, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Sure. So if you're adding a game, I think I think that's an overplay. Sure. Absolutely. I think so. And then one that I thought really intriguing with how lackluster this team has been over the past couple of years. Do these books know something that we don't? The Broncos over under eight and a half. Uh, I think that's uh, adjusted in case. Uh, in case they end up getting um, yeah. Deshaun. Or someone, yeah, potentially. Because, because I mean, yeah. If you want, because I'm I'm considering hammering the under on that because I don't think they're gonna get anybody. I think the liability would be a lot higher for books if they kept it at like six and a half, seven, oh, yeah. and then they brought in Watson, Rogers, X, Y, Z, whoever sure. that's, it is. Because then it's a, <laughs> that's free money if that ends up happening. That's kind of what I was so. thinking. Yeah, and then uh, the books have a lot of faith in uh, Matt Stafford. Excuse me. Goodness gracious, Matt Stafford in the Rams. What's uh, that one? Over under ten and a half. Okay. So uh, they're getting ten and a half as well. And then uh, outside of that, any other high totals? Actually, the Tampa Bay Q Gronkineers 
are uh, getting over under 11 and a half. Okay. So they're uh, obviously favored pretty highly. 49ers and Seahawks right at 10. And then uh, the Titans right at 9. So, I mean, those are some of the ones that were really sticking out to me. Titans at 9, huh? Yeah. And then the Bills are at 11. Okay. Over under 11. So okay. the Bills expected to have a good season. Ravens over under 11. But they are getting plus 100 right at a pick em right now for the over 11. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's interesting, man. We'll see what happens this NFL season. I'm getting more yeah, I'm so excited as the for days it. go on. Guys, oh, one thing, gosh. One thing I love to do is do exactly what we're doing right now, have those thoughts initially. But then before you hammer those in, you really got to dive into their schedule because you think about a team like maybe the maybe not the Browns, but let's say uh, the Titans, for example, nine wins. You're thinking, oh, they just brought in Julio Jones. Easy nine right. wins over. Right. And then, and I don't know what their schedule is, but maybe you look at their schedule and it's like, oh my goodness, like this is going to be a tough, tough slate for them. Right. Maybe I don't hammer this nine wins, although I do think they're going nine wins without looking at their schedule because that does seem a little bit low, but that's just one tip that I uh, t- tend to use as far as those, you know, get the surface opinions and then really dive into their schedule and kind of see for myself where I think those wins are going to come from. Definitely. I, I like to kind of look that way as far as future plays go as well, because I mean, you can have all the storylines obviously play into it, but then you got to look kind of at some of the schedules, maybe how do they play against a certain specific team? I mean, there there could be how many times they play that team over the year. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into those, and it's surprising how damn perfect the books have them. Right. It's surprising. And to kind of put that in perspective for my Jets 0-16 uh, bet last year, I would take it again. They obviously won two games against right. two teams they should not have beat. No. But it was about week 8-9. I got it at around plus 700 did for them to go 0 and 16 and people are looking at me like oh you think it's gonna happen and then i say okay well let's look at their schedule and then they're like oh oh yeah okay okay i absolutely see that like playoff yeah. team playoff team yeah. playoff team solid team playoff team and then you know next thing you know they're staring at 0 and 14 got lucky got real I, lucky well, and busted your bet. <laughs> yeah they got lucky yeah exactly but there Anyways. you go. Uh, nothing else well, real major. We could major do an entire beer. hour or two on NFL for Yeah, dude. We just, went, we just went down a whole fucking rabbit hole there and didn't even mean to. If you still question our loyalty to the NFL. <laughs> big old blank spot on if, the NFL for the agenda. If, yeah. And it, like literally it is blank <laughs> on the agenda. And we just took up a good five, ten minutes there talking about it. So, uh, yeah, we are more than gassed for the NFL season to come back around. And uh, you better believe that it is our top notch, even though we're right about about 50% right now with MLB like when CBB NCAAF and NFL come back just wait just hang tight right now it's ebbs and flows because MLB what we are learning with our second full MLB season capping is MLB is a fickle son of a bitch Mm -hmm. I mean it is it's just the ebbs and flows. There's 162 games, man. I mean, the stars were aligned yesterday for the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, and then you have a two to one game. I mean, yeah. it just, it just, it's, it's the yeah. game. It's the yeah. game we play, and it's it's gonna be what it is. Unfortunately, we can cap it as much as we like. Uh, even some of the top tier cappers right now, like outside of Joe D'Amico, for some reason right now he is murdering the MLB mm-hmm. books. Outside of D'Amico, who uh, we might have some announcements coming up with him in some point in time teaser 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 uh we might be up to something but moving along um all the other a lot of other cappers too are really struggling right now like mm-hmm. everybody's about 50 percent. like they like us we'll have a 11 and 4 day two days ago and then yesterday down two three units mm-hmm. i mean we're not we're not losing our asses off by any means i mean stick to your units and you're going to be just fine you might uh it might just be more of a bankroll pattern instead of uh 
instead of just tossing money right. at you like we we consistently have been. Uh, might be some padding days. You lose just a little bit, but stick to your units, man, and you're going to be fine because we, yeah. we've been rocking and rolling through this whole thing too. We have we have a few break-even days here and there, and then we pad the account again um, with some of those winning days. So that, that that's all I can yeah. say on that. But nonetheless, I do prefer the old uh, NFL and basketball overlap there. Shit, yeah. I was looking at my action app. They show you your like history best week. I had a 26-plus unit week, and I looked back, and it was NFL, college basketball, college football, a tiny bit. I think it was the championship game, and then NBA, which I've had a solid season on. And, uh, yeah, 26-plus units for one week. Beginning of March, I had a 28-plus unit in college basketball season. College basketball and NFL, yeah. And, you know, it's a good good time to remind you guys as well. Follow us on the Action app Mm -hmm. because you will be able to see the proof is in the pudding. Uh, I mean, we have the numbers there to all back it up. Uh, I'm at cash underscore with underscore Colt. You got RMAGs at RMAGs, all caps. And then you can follow the whole crew at Talking the Line uh, on the Action app. And it's funny you mentioned that man like i was looking back because i'm just like what what is going on and i I really think that it's just how fickle mlb Mm -hmm. can be from day to day i mean college basketball 423 412 and four for me but up 56.72 units nba 262 42 and four up 21.25 units my friend so that is absolutely gorgeous and then i'm up about uh seven and a half units 5258 7.46 units in the NFL. So yeah, I was gonna say we got the action app like basically at just the, as I was gonna was say handy. that w- I, I would say we're both higher than that because the, yeah. the accuracy on that wasn't there for the full season by any means. No, it might have no. even been like the playoffs alone, honestly. Yeah, that, I was looking at that too. Like ah, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because and and even then I was tracking. Like we weren't professionally we capping. Right. Like I was tracking stupid ass parlays and just yeah. just shit I shouldn't have been tracking. Yeah. Like it, I I am a completely different, better, a completely mm. different analyst from shit even a month ago, but definitely from a year ago. Right. <laughs> we got the action app right around yeah, January because yeah. I think I'm positive units on college football like one and zero because it's my uh, national championship winner or something ah, like yep, that. Yep. So. There you go. Yeah. So. Anyways, there you go. There's all our bets, everything there. Let's actually talk about some sports. <laughs> huh? Uh, how about some MLB uh-huh. action? Uh, if you haven't been following along any of the sticky stuff, nonsense, the rumors, our pitchers getting uh, uh, banned, are, are, is the MLB going to start cracking down? Are umpires going to start checking guys at the mound? What the hell is happening? If you want to know Two of the guys who are the most up-to-date outside of Buster Only, who has just been on it and on and on it, are Pablo Torre and Jeff Passan. Yeah. Jeff Passan maybe a little bit more because Jeff Passan just is in the shit every machine. day. Um, he wrote about six or seven articles last night, pumped them out about 10 o'clock at night. And I mean, they had just deep reads. Yeah. But I'm telling you, the shit that is coming for baseball, it is going to be quite, quite interesting. Um, as far as like any any new updates... MLB has now officially announced that they're going to implement a 10-day suspension minimum for any pitcher found to be using foreign substances. Do I think that's a little lax? Fuck yeah. Like that's, I think so. That's kind of horse, dude. 10-day suspension? I mean, now are we talking 10 starting days or are we just talking I think it's 10, 10 game days. days. 10, 10 game days. 10 I mean, game that's days. like, so what? So he misses a one start, two starts? Like, so what? Uh, I'm, I'm just curious as to, I mean, I think, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I'm curious as to how they're going to enforce this. Are they going to check the player's hat as the game starts, as the innings start? Well, I heard last night on the Cubs-Mets broadcast that they are going to, to like, 
you know, the whole pace of play and shit is the yeah. big MLB yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to limit that as much as possible, they're going to check the pitcher as he is leaving the game. So whenever he leaves the game, right before he goes into the dugout, and as the bullpen pitcher's coming out, they're going to stop him and check him there. Okay. Now, another thing that I'm seeing, though, and I, I, don't, think just, I don't know sorry, if this yeah, is ahead. just funny, like if this guy's being funny on Twitter, but it's a couple verified, well, not verified guys, but some like high-quality guys within our community that we follow and we, we interact with them a lot. And like there have been a lot of pictures going around with ball players with their hands, I mean, completely <laughs> yeah. down their pants, man. And like, I mean, I get your you're tucking in your jersey, whatever, but I'm talking about like we're almost lower than nuts, boys. Like, what <laughs> what are we digging for down there? And That's, like, do we have some fucking uh, pelican grip on the inside of our thigh? Like, yeah, I don't know. What? That's kind of what I was about to say is that I think. If they're really cracking down, I think these pitchers that really need it are going to, or think they need it, their performance relies on it. I think they're going to get real they're gonna creative. Get they're going to get, get it done. real creative yeah. as where they're uh, where they're putting this shit and where they're touching. Because I I've been watching a lot closer. I don't know how many guys I've seen every single pitch. And I mean, I I I, I pitched when I was a kid, but I mean, I and I guess I did a little bit. But I've seen so many dudes every single pitch do a little of this action or a little. Yeah, the glove yeah. or whatever the case might be, and you would not believe how sticky this pelican grip or the spider tack adhesive is. It, it's basically super glue, and in the words of Buster, only basically it's like putting a lever or a lever, however you want to say it, on a baseball, and you are creating so much leverage that you are just ripping it down, and it is creating so much force and so much spin that it is. It is basically like sending it out of a machine or right. having some type of a robotic lever attached to the ball to pitch it. That's how sticky this stuff is. Well, I heard uh, I heard someone describe it as uh, you know the stuff you put down like the sticky rat traps, the mouse traps on the floor. That's okay. that's okay. maybe not quite that sticky to where obviously that shit's that animal is stuck there for uh, yeah. you know, until you throw it but out. But for guys to shit. only do something like a uh, and then yeah. they can yeah, pull yeah, it yeah. out and they're. And it makes a that. difference. Yeah, yeah it mean, makes a difference. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, but also at the same time, it is funny that uh, batting averages have gone I was up about to say, 11 points. We're about to see uh, OBP has gone up almost 20 points. About to see a 300% increase in bombs, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Winky dink. We think not. But. The jury's still out. We'll see what happens. I believe June 21st, they're like officially, all right, we're cracking down on the MLB now. No more games. No more joking around. We're gonna we're implementing all the rules. I believe it's June 21st, but I don't think they've said anything officially in stone yet. I think that's just per Jeff Passan. So there you go there. I'm sure we are far out of the woods with the MLB. Probably. I don't think this is the last time we'll be talking about this. I don't think so, and I don't think this is the juiciest stuff we've had to right. talk about yet. You saw Garrett Cole... I, 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 I don't really know how to answer that. <laughs> that man sounded like a dude or like a little kid who just broke the chandelier playing football in the house and didn't want to tell mom he broke the chandelier. Mm -hmm. That's what he sounded like. Mm -hmm. I think there's plenty more pitchers who are feeling the exact same way and are feeling the heat. Mm -hmm. and they're like, what the shit do we do now? Yep. What do we do now? Because uh, mind you, Six no-nos through the first month and a half of the season. Not a damn one since. Nope. Not a damn one since. Carlos Rodon had one through six or seven innings the other day, but then he lost it. But uh, Struck out nine, too. 
Beautiful yeah. outing. Yeah, he was down. Beautiful outing. He was good. Down. He was good. Uh, yeah, I gave you a little, Thanks. A little tip there. Uh, but yeah, she's, I think we're far out of the weeds. But uh, let's put the MLB to bed just for now and uh, roll on over to the NBA. Uh, you know, stuff's starting to heat back up again as far as news, rumors, nonsense. Not only the games on the hardwood, but we got storylines and shit now developing outside of it. So now we got game four. Between the Nets and the Bucks tonight. Game five. Game five. I apologize. Yep. Game five. So now it is tied 2 2, right? We got three series tied 2 to 2 right now. Wow. Okay. So, Jiminy Christmas. I and, and I accidentally tweeted out the wrong thing the other night that the that um the Hawks were down uh three to one. Mm-hmm. Or three you might have said three. Said, said, said three oh, said something wrong. Yeah. Hey, if if you needed any more freaking convincing that i just don't i just watch for the fun of it and to cap it and i like looking at the lines if you need any more convincing i mean that that's about it but i i'm back on track now so game five tied two to two between nets and bucks biggest news coming out here the three-headed monster no more now Kyrie officially ruled out tonight done harden as of yesterday ruled out as of this morning We'll test that hammy and see if he can go tonight, but it's not looking hot. So then that puts all of the pressure on the shoulders of Kevin Easy Money Maker Durant. Can he get the job done? I've been torn on this all morning. I love Kevin Durant. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He is so damn good. And, uh, yeah, as you said, it's not looking good for Harden. If he does play, you know, is it for sure that he's going to make it through the game? No. That's uh, definitely going to be dangerous that he could tweak that hamstring. But as we've seen in the past, when he does play, he uh, typically doesn't, uh, you know, let up and go half speed. He he typically goes pretty uh pretty full hundred percent and looks pretty damn solid um but even if not i i don't know if i'm going to bet on it i don't know that yet Mm. but i do trust kevin durant uh it's going to be a fan bet for me so that's why i'm still wishy-washy on it and trying to stay away because i don't know if i can take my fandom out of it for kevin durant uh but i think he uh i think he's got the juice man i I we're back home um because the uh the nets defense has still been playing well and now it's just a matter of finding some type of consistency on offense uh without Kyrie and James Harden obviously they had it without James Harden but now without Kyrie especially and uh Kevin Durant like you somebody's said somebody's got to run the show i think we and, i think we're going to see uh Joe Harris has kind of been uh not a not a no show the last couple of games but he hasn't been uh you know really making an impact i don't know if he's point guard like no, no, not, I'm not talking point guard. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not talking point guard. I'm just talking about as a you know side scoring option, two, three scoring option. Aside from Kevin Durant, I think he's going to have to shoulder some of the load there and hit a few jumpers. Um, because, like I said, he hasn't really been making an impact. But if he can make an impact, then that's a big boost for them. Same mm-hmm. thing with Blake Griffin, who. Even if he's not scoring, he's been making an impact, man. And I'm really impressed and loving what I've True. been seeing from him because he's playing solid defense on Giannis um, and, uh, you know, making him uncomfortable, forcing him to stay outside. I, You have to believe we're going to see Giannis decide not to uh, take these three-point jumpers when they're get, handing them to him uh, because he clearly wants to. But uh, that's uh, every time at, I've bet on the Nets a handful of games this series and every time I see Giannis... Or Blake Griffin standing in the paint, Giannis out on the three. I say, shoot it. Please shoot it. 
Please shoot it. Every time and he does every time. Because he thinks he can make it. Yeah, it's and uh, he's hitting like 25%. So it's... Uh, <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. Yes, and, so. uh they they came out great both games in Milwaukee. They uh, they got Giannis into the paint. But yeah, that Milwaukee defense is the and difference stepped, right now. Yeah, yeah, they stepped up on the defensive end. I mean, if they can step up again on the defensive end, I think they got a good shot of stealing the game tonight in Brooklyn. But you look at the minus four, and it's like, all right, everybody's going to be running to that. So then, do you take Brooklyn plus four and a half with the hopes that? they can get it done without a full lineup. I don't know. Right. I, I I damn near might have to wait around wait around wait around, wait around until about three, four o'clock tonight before uh, yeah, four, I wanna, five o'clock tonight before I even make a decision here. Right. I want to dive into some numbers because there are some numbers on for this Nets team with only having one of these stars. I don't know how many games Kevin Durant played without the other two alone. I don't know. I don't think that's much of a sample size. But I mean there are still some solid numbers on this Nets team with only one of the guys in there. So I want right. to dive into some of that before I make a decision. Decision. Um, but either way, I ho- I don't know what I'm hoping for. Uh, like I said, I think yesterday, if the Nets lose this, you can damn, be damn sure that whether or not Harden's 100%, he's going to give it a go for game six. So. Yeah, I would say so. So anyways. So there's tonight's game, uh, but had some action last night. We had the Atlanta Hawks tie up the series with the Philadelphia 76ers. I hope you rode my plus three and maybe the money line sprinkle as well because uh, cash both those bad boys. And uh, Hawks looked pretty doggone good towards the end of that game. Not good at all in the first half. Uh, Second half started off a little bit of the same, and then they started getting hot and finding themselves and making the stops where they needed it. So we'll see what happens. Game five back in Philly. I'm not too sure. Uh, I think the 76ers will get that. But then again, man, and you might have some opinions on this, but the few pictures and videos I saw floating around the internet last night, like Joel Embiid just looked unhappy and did not look healthy at all, man. He just he just did not look healthy. Yeah, what uh, this playoffs sto- the story of this playoffs what seems to be shaping up is that uh, whoever the healthiest team might be the last team standing or the last two teams standing sure. because as you mentioned he did not look great. He went zero for twelve in the second half, and oh, that was the biggest difference man. there. So, you know, if he comes back and healthy, kind of like we saw in Game Two. Then yeah, I think it's going to be the Sixers and six, and definitely coming back home, winning that game five. But if he is anything like he was tonight, or anything less, or anything close to that, this, the Hawks team has a damn fucking chance. Yeah, and uh, you know they and caught fire. I think fire. they know that. Yeah, and uh, maybe this is just uh, an example of uh, I guess they split home in a way. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe going forward, this could be a home court advantage type series, but uh, I think it all depends on Embiid's health, if I'm being totally honest. I think it does as well, man. And he he just, he, I don't know. He didn't look right yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if the Hawks can figure out, they now know what they need to do. And if, if they can figure it out on the defensive side of the ball, then they got a pretty solid shot. And they need to stop opening up games going 0 for 30. Yeah. I mean, you you just can't open up a game and go down by 15 and have to battle back right. in every time. I mean, you, you got to start hot and stay hot. That's that's the name of NBA playoff basketball. So uh, we'll we'll see if the Hawks can do it. I think they will. Uh, the the Mr. What $100,000 better or whatever the hell it was still hanging on still to his hanging ticket. On. I mean, shit, like I said, if some of these uh, injuries keep playing out the way they are, who knows? Yeah. That's, and, uh, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. I mean, still hanging on to it. But uh, other game of the night last night, Clippers absolutely destroyed the Jazz. I do apologize if you took the Jazz with me. Uh, they cooked them game three and game four, partner. Yeah, I think Derek Favors is still uh, still searching for his uh, his dignity after that Kawhi 
five poster on him in the late second quarter, man. I think so Goodness too. gracious. Yep. That man is on a mission. I kind of said it yesterday. You know, we obviously split. I faded you on both of the plays you had yesterday. We obviously split. But uh, this Clippers team, when their back's against the wall, especially Kawhi Leonard, they turn things around. Paul George is going to be the biggest factor because Kawhi is going to be Kawhi and he's going to elevate his game. But if uh, Paul George can play anything like he did this game and in game three, then this Clippers team not only has a chance in this series, but they've got a chance beyond that. And yep. uh, like I said, I you, I don't know if we're going to see 2019, 2019 Kawhi Leonard that led the hey, Raptors hey, hey, to the hey, championship, hey. but I'm not saying, but I'm saying, man, especially with the other injuries around the league, I don't know, but... It could be interesting for sure. <laughs> fine, like, you know, the first couple of weeks, we had minimal storylines that Hawks next series was awesome, but aside from that, you know, these series and these games weren't that juicy, but now, man, three out of these four series, obviously the Sun's done, but three out of the four going to uh, game five tied at two, and I am all here for it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm here for it as well. We talked about it. Uh, NBA games kind of started off real slow, uh-huh. lackluster, blowouts, just terrible. I've turned it off after the first quarter, and uh, now I think we're starting to see the teams who were supposed to be matched up with each other from the jump because uh, three games tied 2-2, and uh, what's what's the other one at? Suns are done. They're oh, four out. Yeah, yeah. Suns are done. That, that's all. Suns and four. Suns and four. That's <laughs> all but a wrap. There you go. That's all but over. So, uh, yeah, three games uh, or three series still uh, in the dead thick of things. So we'll be sure to give you coverage on all of that as well. Speaking of the Suns and four, you know the Suns and four guy. Yeah, Devin Booker actually like I think tw- like tweeted at him or something. Like, yeah. Let me get this guy's info. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out about that as well. So we'll be sure if there's any hot news, definitely bring you guys that. And then uh, wrapping up today's rants and reactions, let's hit the NHL. Ice had a rough beat for my Habs last night. Lost 4-1 to one in Vegas. Uh, do it's a I, confidence level these days, pal. Do I think it's an anomaly? Yes, I think it's an anomaly. I think that this was the first time that the Habs have played in, t- in front of any type of mm-hmm. huge electrifying crowd these vegas golden knights obviously have already done it in colorado and in vegas i you know i think it's kind of a blip on the map i think they bounce right back i think it's no problem hell they might even go down 2-0 freak everybody the hell out and then come in and get that crazier win i don't know Uh, i mean i i wouldn't doubt it i'm still interested has there anything come out as far as travel for home i honestly don't know i really don't know i haven't heard much about it so i I imagine they're staying uh they're listed something in there in montreal maybe someone else knows but i i I, for as much as i was interested in that i didn't follow through following along what the outcome of it yeah i didn't find out anything about that either as well but um, maybe just a uh, quick Canada USA bubble NHL, huh? See if we can find anything on this goofy thing. Uh, remains for NHL playoff in Canadian cities. Uh, yeah, this is all old stuff. Yeah, Had too know. much, too much to dive into it. But uh, I'm guessing they got it all figured I out. So. I would imagine in order I think for the series by to now, be if they were yeah. playing it somewhere in America, yeah, the, seri- right now, the series so. are already starting. So I, I would imagine. But rough beat for the old Habbers. I think, uh, I think they bounce back in game two. Uh, keep it a lot closer, and then if not get the outright win, at least go back home and then maybe tie this series up two two if they don't 
come through in game two, but I'm still high on the Habs. I'm not too worried about them. That's all right. One game, no big deal. 4-1. This is hockey, baby. We got plenty left to play. Uh, and then we got my Isles tonight, my friends. Uh, definitely hammering them in, hammering them home. I love for them to take a commanding 2-0 lead here tonight, man, and, and go back to New York. And I think this is their opportunity to get the sweep. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I think is I I really do okay I really do sweep the uh, sweep the defending champs. What do you think about that? Yeah, this is a series where I definitely don't uh, have a side either way. I uh, I think I picked the Lightning last week to make it out of this series, but uh, I'm fifty fifty on it. Like I was saying earlier, I I don't know who's gonna win tonight, but I'm uh, still shocked that those odds are one plus one sixty for the Isles. So well, it's the exact same odds as Damn game near. one. Yeah, damn near basically. Yeah, and I mean like. Like I said, they're in my really, analysis, yeah, the I Lightning mean, never showed any flashes of being the Lightning against that defense. I, and I think Barry Trotz has just what that Islanders team needs yeah, maybe. As, as a head coach. Uh, I, I don't know. And uh, one other thing, shout out Matthew Friedman. I uh, have a huge amount of respect for uh, this guy's analysis. He's part of the Action Network. Um, huge, huge amount of respect for Matt. Um, but he wrote today that um, uh, Barry Trotz and the Islanders are 62-57 and 57 as underdogs with an A-graded 20% ROI on uh, per bet labs. So 20% ROI and that good of a record as underdogs. I mean, hey, give me all the Barry Trotz and the Isles here tonight, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I think the strategy for someone like you would just be to take the Islanders for the entire series, and chances are you're going to come out uh, positive units. So. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. So. I would say so at some point in time. So I know uh, I'm usually more the windier one on the NHL side of things where you're the NBA windy guy. So uh, nothing really else to cover in the NHL. There's not uh, not anything uh, crazy. If you guys are looking for great, great hockey coverage, um, you know, we typically on our social media and stuff like that just cover betting across the board and the sports across the board, lines, and stuff sprinkled in between. If you want to follow some really, really, really quality uh, hockey content, two gals who do absolutely amazing work uh, at Slapshot Sweethearts on Twitter. Uh, check them out. They're also on YouTube. They're on a bunch of different platforms. They just have some absolutely amazing content and have been doing live watch longs. I popped in one last night. Um, don't know if they'll watch it. I know they're not gamblers. I know they uh, interact with us from time to time. If they ever see this or anybody's watching this that knows them, uh, let them know, hey, absolutely amazing content. And uh, if you guys want to check out some good content, watch a, a live stream or watch along, anything like that, go check out the girls over at uh, Slapshot Sweethearts. So wanted to give them a shout out there in the NHL uh, little section. So there you go. And uh, last but not least, that about does it all of the sports. Uh, UFC, we got coming up this weekend, we got TKZ, the Korean Zombie, Ooh. versus Dan Ige uh, okay. coming up this weekend. So pretty solid card. One. I haven't gone all the way through the card, but uh, I am pretty excited about that main event. Yeah, that's a good main event. That should be real, real good. Um, definitely have the parlay for you on Friday. We'll go through the whole card, yada, yada. I'm pretty sure there's something coming up golf-wise this upcoming week. Is this week a major week? Or next week. I can't exactly we got remember. the U.S. Open coming up here. It's coming around. Oh, this is Torrey Pines. So, yeah, this is the U.S. Open. This is uh, coming up. This is the U.S. Open on yeah. Thursday. So <laughs> Yes, it is. Okay, so we got the U.S. Open coming up. We're going to have to... We got something coming tomorrow, then. Son of a bitch. Yeah, we're going to have to... Uh, hey, well, breaking news. <laughs> alert and announcement. Hold on to your potatoes. Uh, we'll have some U.S. Open bets. Uh, some different stuff coming at you tomorrow. You got DeChambeau, the uh, defending champ. 
of the U.S. Open. Is that what he sounds like? I no, don't think so. I, I just uh, I'm giving him <laughs> shit because there's just so much uh, there's just so much freaking controversy surrounding him right now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Deschambeau. We'll see what happens with a lot of that field. It should be uh should be a good U.S. Open. So we'll definitely yeah. bring you some picks and some stuff. We'll do some analysis today. See what the what the hell we can find out there for you guys. Bring you some value tomorrow. Outside of that, partner, uh, anything I missed, I skipped any uh, TTL updates, anything uh, top of mind for you? I don't believe so. All right. Nothing I uh, really can think about either here. Um, outside of that, just double checking. Yeah, everything looks good. Uh, we got some new uh, new things rolling out here shortly. We'll have some updates as uh, maybe for some dates, maybe give you a little, a little more hints as far as what we got uh, rolling out, planned, everything like that. So anytime we are not live or making content or anything like that, uh, we are in the lab, in the background, uh, doing things to make TTL Sports Media bigger and better. So rest assured, it's only going to keep getting better for each and every one of you. So I suggest you stick around. Don't go anywhere. We ain't going anywhere. So uh, we hope you don't either. Uh, But without further ado, why don't we just uh, wrap up today's show? Just right about an hour and a half. uh, Get it all done. Nice, quick, easy, quick little dose of some uh, motivation minutes. Go ahead. All right. So for today, just had a uh, quick little message for you. Nothing... uh, Nothing too over the top, Uh, definitely a powerful message, but something that kind of segues and builds upon uh, visualization and speaking into existence, my message from yesterday. And I had two quotes I wanted to share with you today and a little bit of the perspective behind them. So for the first quote, uh, it states, your limitations are only your imagination. Now, when you think about that, anything that you put your mind to you can achieve. It is the exact same way with limitations. Anything, any limitation you have your mind set on, it will come true. Any limitation you put on yourself is going to stay there. Nobody puts limitations on you. And that's the key here. You might think they do. You might think that uh, you have a limitation because of XYZ, because of somebody else or some situation, but Truthfully, you're you're the only one that puts limitations on yourself. I last time I checked, Mags don't have any power over me. He can't put any limitations on me. Last time I checked, there's really nobody in this world that can put any limitations on my ability to achieve, excel, advance, and grow. So when you look at it in that way, you start to be able to find that, wow, maybe I can really get rid of all the limitations in my life. Maybe I don't have to live a life limited by what's in my head, by things that are holding me back are fictitious and made up. So maybe it's time to start removing the limitations from your life here today. And as you start to go on that path and as you start to realign your mindset and think in terms of I can and I will instead of I don't know and I shouldn't. You start to think in the right terms, and then you start to see walls fall down and break through barriers, and then the moon becomes the goal. Even past the moon becomes the goal, because then there are no limitations. You've taken all of them away, but then it might become a little bit scary. Like, okay, 
There is a wild world out here. This is uh, the world is my oyster now. I don't have any limitations, but hot damn, it is crazy out here, and I don't know what to do half the time. Well, just try. Just try. If you got a passion, you got a goal, you got a dream, whatever the case might be, if you got something you want to accomplish, go after it. And if somebody tells you that it's crazy or it, it might be going too far, I got a quote for you to tell them the, the next time they might say that to you. Only those willing to risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. T.S. Eliot said that, and it's my computer screensaver, and it has never left since I found that quote. Dare to go too far. Because I go too far on a daily basis, and I live a pretty successful life. Dare to go too far. Remove all the limitations from your life because your limitations are your imagination. Nobody puts them on you. There is no one or no thing that has any power over you. And you have the ability to remove all of those limitations from your life by simply being in the mindset that they do not exist. And you have the power and the ability to accomplish anything you set your mind to. And when the going gets rough, and when you don't know if you should keep going and if it might be too far, just remember, only those willing to risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. Go get after it today, my friends. I believe in you. You are kind. You are smart. You are important. That does it for my Motivation Minutes for today. Good stuff, my man. Appreciate it. Good, good stuff. That I uh, I thought you were going to go. Uh, you have a different saying than I was expecting you to say. When uh, I do love this. This is better. I like this. Uh, only those willing to go too far. You have a different saying because you were saying someone who tells you you're crazy, you're going too far. I You have a different saying. I have two words for him and it ain't happy birthday. That's what I thought you were going to say. I have well, two words for you and it ain't happy birthday. There's that too. Give them the blades, as I always like that to too. say. Sure. Drop them down. Ain't nobody giving me shit today because I'm just giving them the blades left and right. All right. It's... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the mentality. All right. And then if they want to start shooting flaming arrows because they're a, 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 a far out attacking army, they don't like to have fist to fist combat with you. Ah, start snatching them sons of bitches out of the air and cracking them over your knee. Adversity, schmercity. We're out here just fucking up the game. We're out here making moves, making plays, and finding success. Centered, fulfilled, and happy. That's all we need, my friends. That's all we're doing. That's all we're trying to attain today. Just a little bit of success. So uh hope I gave you some words that can help you get closer to that goal that we all are striving for every single day. So officially, there are my motivation minutes of the day. Woo! All right. Episode number 59, about to be in the books here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first things first, as always, thanks for hanging out, sticking around, talking some lines with a couple of goofy guys here. We appreciate it. Uh, uh, maybe I won't uh, group mags in with that. Just this goofy guy and this rather smart guy with a rather large brain. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just a goofball who talks into a microphone and uh, hopefully you in- enjoy what I put down. So <laughs> there you have it. Uh, but as always, before we send you guys on out of here, 
partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the folks that joined us on this beautiful June 15th, 2021. So I've got uh, a little bit of a old man yelling at cloud type thing coming okay. today. A little bit of complaining right. to do. All right. I get, and I was telling you the other day, I get more spam calls and texts than anyone that I've ever met. Uh-huh. And I know everyone gets a few here and there and they complain about it. And they have their specific ones. You have the, uh, oh, this is the audio auto company. We have an important message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, this is Amazon. Click this link for this thing. You've got uh, the health company. You've got an actual person. Person sometimes trying well, you to sell you got the sheriff's shit. department now too. You got the sheriff. I mm-hmm. get all of them. Okay. I've gotten texts since we've been sitting here the last hour. I've gotten five calls this morning. I can't escape them. Uh huh. And it seems like uh, the last few weeks it's been picking up as the world reopens. Apparently, so do these scammers. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, one thing I did notice though is you know how there was that shit on the phone that maybe junk silenced. I do that too. Why did that stop happening? Sometimes I get a few every once in a while. Why did that stop happening? I'll I'll go through here. The last six, I've got two of them that get blocked for junk and it tells me and then I still get... I, and I'm still, but they're not all getting blocked and they should get blocked. So the, I think there is also- I got also, like a 10 to 1 call ratio of spam to actual person is, in, them in my contact. There's also actually something where like that, that silencing feature is like something that your phone company puts on there for you. And like it expires after a certain amount of time. But I get, I still I get a couple. Like, I know, a day. I do too. But like, shouldn't it be the whole every single damn yeah, one? Should. Why it are should. we doing two out of fifteen? Because as a matter of fact, it's funny you said that because I got two missed calls right now too. So it's funny. I, got, I get texts. Those are the ones that drive me crazy. And half the time, it's uh, they'll say they'll call me Ricky, which isn't my name, and they'll I, say, I "Hey, am, Ricky, do you want to?" Uh, Please your girlfriend tonight. Here's Ooh. these, uh, you know, enlargement pills. All right. It's that type of stuff. All right. There's been some laughs. Sometimes one of some of those will be actually funny, and it'll just be like, I, oh, my God, what are you sending? To me? telemarketers and scammers, I am Lynn Padula. Ah. Lynn Padula. I'm Ricky. Uh, so, yeah, maybe that was uh, one time a while back ago I messed with a scammer and told him I was Lynn Padula because from here on out, I have been Lynn Padula for the longest time. I don't know where I ever got that name or that number, but... Uh, I think it's about time I changed my damn number. I've had it. I think it's about 13. time we wage war on these scammers. Can we find them? Is there anybody out there, any white hat scammers that are uh, trying to get a little extra scratch on the side? We'll hire you as a hitman. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure something out in between here, all right? But we got to get this knocked off because yeah. per... Riley Magnuson, on episode number 59 of the TTL pod, these scammer calls are getting fucking out of control. Mm -hmm. They need to stop. You heard it here first. Out of control, dude. You heard it here first. Out of control. Nothing else to say, but I agree. I agree. It is absolutely ridiculous. I have actually gotten a few here myself as well. So before I get even hotter on the subject, let's toss it to the side. Okay. And as always... Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, far and wide. From myself and Mags, we thank you so much for stopping by episode number 59, stopping by every episode of the TTL pod for all of your support, all of your following, your likes, your comments, your shares, and everything in between. 
We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. Uh, we do this for you day in and day out. We spend a bunch of our time uh, just to produce this little bit of content. So we can't thank you enough uh, for all of your feedback and all of your support. And we're only going to keep uh, keep doing this every single day and rolling out bigger and better things for you uh, in the coming days, weeks, months, and years. So stick around. Don't go anywhere, as always, because we ain't going anywhere. And uh, we absolutely love you guys. So we're just going to keep rocking and rolling for you. But without further ado, as per usual, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets. <laughs> 